The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, performer and worship artist P.J. Anderson. We are here to be the ears for the broken, the voice for those unspoken. He'll perform for us and tell us about the things that matter most to him. We're here to be the ears for the broken. We're not there to condemn them and say you're you're awful because you've even thought about having an abortion. We need to be loving and offer help. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stasekull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com. Or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Hello, and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Belonging is a place where young adults can find connection, rest, and encouragement on their journey with Jesus Christ. Each week, we're joined by a different guest, detailing and journeying through the different parts of life, whether it be relationships or finance. And this week, we have a very special guest, um, a Nashville uh, Christian artist here who has a lot of great ministry around the country, Mr. PJ Anderson, giving us his great insight. We might hear a song or two in there, but lots of great stories about his life. And every week, we are always joined by Father Gervon. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. I grew up here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, I'm a recent graduate of Belmont University in Nashville. So we're here to do this show with you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We we'll hope you'll get some good, some good insights. PJ, thank you for being here. Uh, Father G mentioned this connection, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, maybe. And he was saying it's hard to get a hold of you sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Are, um, are you pretty busy? Is that, or is it just, how uh, has it been for you? I mean, I used to be able to say I was busy. Yeah. Um, but I can't anymore. But mm. Because we're all quarantined. But yeah. um, I'm just bad at communication. Ask my wife. Well, tell us like a little bit about yourself for anybody listening. I guess where it is you came from, and maybe your journey to Nashville, if you could. I don't know. Yeah, how quick, yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a long-winded storyteller, so I'll try to oh, keep it short. Yeah. But I grew up uh, near Chicago, and um, started playing guitar when I I, w- I was actually before that. I was the kid that would get in trouble with his parents for not mainly my mom for not singing in church, which is kind of funny because yeah. now it's my job to get people <laughs> to sing in church. Yeah, but I started playing guitar in fifth grade. I learned from a nun, Sister Charita, taught me how to play. And I played like fifth through eighth grade, kind of put it down in high school to play basketball, brought it to college to try and be cool. And uh, it stuck. And I, I, I started playing the guitar more, started playing bands. And, and the more I started writing, even when I was like in pop Americana bands, the we would play cover songs, like classic rock cover songs, and then uh, I, we'd sneak in an original. And the more I started writing, the more I, I found a home writing worship music. So I, yeah. I was part of the worship band at my church and um, became the youth minister there. And then some doors closed and, and doors opened up here in Nashville. And Zach, you you and your church played a big role in that. Oh, uh, Our Lady of Lake in Hendersonville. Yeah. yeah shout Patty out. Patty Defendall. 
Um, yeah. I, it must have been 10 years ago, I bet, or, or yeah. nine or around then. We moved, yeah. It was 2009 or 10, I think. Uh, I met y'all three years in a row. My youth group went to the same camp that, that y'all went to. Yeah. And now I say y'all because live I've lived in Nashville yeah. for a lot of years. There was this one kid, you probably remember him. Yeah. Um, he would always, and, and a bunch of other kids, they're like, you should move to Nashville. You're a musician. I'm <laughs> like, years that now. I'm not moving to Nashville, guys. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> and then the second year I go to camp, and sure enough, there you guys are. And, they're, and you're like, well, you should move to Nashville. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I don't know if you remember. I'm from Chicago. I'm not going to move. It doesn't happen now. I don't know if you've ever met people from Chicago. We think it's the coolest. And and then third year, um, those doors closed and um, ended up, you know, being open to to move in here. Yeah. And, um, but it's just been the community we've been able to be a part of down here has been amazing. But, yeah, um, every summer for the last, since like 2009, I think, I've been playing with Catholic Art Work Camp. Uh, it's this mission trip organization. They do really great work. They get like 15,000 kids every summer doing service work in 50 different cities. Yeah. And um, I went my my first year as a youth minister. I just took kids, and um, my wife kind of tipped me off to the— we, we were leading um, mission trips, just kind of planning them on our own. She's like, you know, there's companies that do this, and she had previously worked for one of them. So I looked them up. I went— and then uh, hit it off with the musician there, and, and he brought me up on stage. They videotaped it, sent it to the office, and the next year they hired me. So I've been doing that ever since, and this has been a really strange summer of not doing for any ev- camps. For everybody, yep. Yeah, and I, all, all the Catholics say a prayer for them, and, and oh. that they're able to... So it's done all together, there's no... They canceled all the they camps. They canceled all. I mean, there was, you know, too much uncertainty, and it's just that, no, yeah. you know... We don't know what is going to happen. So, and we've been doing. Uh, my wife and I, we have this company called Chow Roma Travel. We've been leading pilgrimages for uh, over ten, like twelve years. Gosh. And we had three lined up this summer. Those got canceled, but one of them was with Catholic Cart. We, we were going to take a hundred people hmm. on a service pilgrimage. We were going to be working in soup kitchens and homes for refugees, and those were all canceled. Um, luckily, most of them have rescheduled for next year, but yeah. Um, hopefully, that's the case. Tell us about your Chow Roma. You, you're, you're leading pilgrimages to, to Rome, basically, yes. like, for like a while now. Yeah. Or? So I lived in Rome for uh, a year and a half total. I, went, I studied there as a student. Yeah. I um, came back as a resident assistant, and before that, my love kind of started when I was 15. My love of Rome when I went there for the first time, and we got to have mass with Pope John Paul in his private, like Vatican Gardens with about 30 people. And then after mass, he, um, you, you'd get to go up and talk to him and shake yeah. his hand and kiss his ring. And he gives you a rosary that he blessed. Yeah. And, and my claim to fame <laughs> is that he called me a good boy, which I of course <laughs> used against my parents for the rest of my life. Yeah. Whenever I got in trouble, you know, um, you ne- got, it never worked. You got but, a testimony with all the, speaking of the popes, I love this, that you, so you have three beautiful children, right? Yeah. right? They're just the cutest anybody can attest that they follow them on Instagram. But they've all been kissed they, by the Pope. <laughs> they have. They have. All three have been kissed by Pope Francis. And Ellie, the little one, yeah. has been twice. And that was not intentional. But, <laughs> you know, with when the Swiss guards, they're, they're like the Pope's private police, right? They yeah. When they come up and tell you to do something, you just do it. And so one of the Swiss guards saw Ellie, and um, he comes up to me, and he's, he says in perfect English, He's like, yeah. lift her up. And he puts his hands up over his head like the Lion King. Lion King. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're doing this. So we did it. And uh, and the Pope, 
I have this video, you know, on my social media of, yeah. of the Pope just driving by. I'm holding Ellie up, and he just yeah. drives right by. I'm like, oh, well, that was, that was a good try. And then all of a sudden, this Secret Service guy comes back, and he, he says, give me the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, there's not too many situations I would just be like, okay. But I did yeah. that day. And, and he walked her about, you know, 10, 15 yards away and lifted her up to Pope Francis. Wow. But, yeah, so we um, – I lived there a couple different times, um, studying and working, and then became a youth minister back at, in my hometown in uh, in Indiana near Chicago. And um, the I sat down with this youth group. I'm like, guys, I'm a I'm a marketing major. I didn't go to school for youth ministry. I, I I've always been involved with the youth group, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. So um, you need to help me come up with ideas of what you want to do. Some great ones they came up with is they wanted to do service work. Mm-hmm. Um, at home and, and also in other cities and states. <clears throat> and they also said they knew I'd just come home from Rome and I was missing it. And they said, we'd love to go on a pilgrimage to Rome. And so I was like, dang, I can do that. <laughs> so we organized this, these two trips for like 30 or 40 high school kids, two summers um, of that. And then all the adults in my church were like, time out. You're taking all these high school kids. We want to go. And that's when, <gasps> that's when Rachel and I were like, we can... I think we can, can, we do, can do this. Yeah. Gosh. So it started off as like one trip a year. Now it's like three to five a year that we'll take. Jeez. Um, and it's, it, it doesn't get old. It's, it's, we love it. I so love much. Rome. I haven't been. I, 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 yes. I, I love Rome. It's just the, you know, it's the eternal city. You just yeah. go, you don't need to do anything. You just, just being there, you know, it's, oh, it's awesome. Everyone, you know, I'll never forget. One of my good friends came on, on uh, one of the first trips and, he said we landed in Rome and we checked in at the hotel and got a, you know and we do everything we organize all the hotels and restaurants and tours and um, I give a lot of the tours and um, my friend was like this you must be so stressed I'm like once I get there I just feel at home you know and I, I it's it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like work or anything like that or no it stressed? doesn't I mean it and it is it's yeah. it's tiresome um, but for an extreme extrovert like me it's I'm, I got it I, I love it so much yeah and I think that Rome you know I was. First time that I went, there was this <clears throat> program called the Rome Experience for seminarians oh, yeah. who do not have the opportunity to study their whole uh, seminary career. So we go and we actually take classes in Rome and kind of go through. And it's pretty cool because the classes is like you see like we, we took a whole bunch of art classes, you know. Yeah. So you see like art on the first century and then you go to this, you know, this church. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. And then second century. So like each day we would go over a century and each day we'll go to the church that represents exactly the art. Of, you know, you we went to the catechumns and you... So it's just beautiful. And then it's like, yes. okay, this is the best church. And then you go to the next one. It's like, no, no, no. This is the I most know. beautiful one. And then you go to the next one. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, so we've been doing that since 2006 was our first trip. Jeez, that flew yeah. by. Yes, it did. 15 years later almost. Seriously. I'm kind of changing the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one, I guess, similarity I caught between you two. Y'all both have, like, a ton of experience. A ton is probably, like, an understatement. And March for Life, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... I know, I know you, of course, it's just a testimony. Father, how long have you been going to uh, January? I there? guess we, I've been a priest for six years, so yeah. I've been on five of them. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, maybe it's one thing that, you know, like re- be, be really intentional. Because a lot of times when we talk about March for Life or, you know, you pro-life or whatever, mm-hmm. we as church sometimes don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, if you pro-life, you pro-life. You can't be pro-baby. 
you know, mm-hmm. pro life. And I know PJ, you have a lot of stuff, programs and stuff that you with Rachel, mm-hmm. you work. But like, if we are pro life, that's from the womb to the tomb. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can't be pro baby and not be pro immigrants or you know me yeah. myself being an immigrant itself. And yeah, you know, absolutely. we were talking about you know, and we. When we do we do a march for life, we do a pilgrimage. It's not a trip, you yeah. know. It's not like, guys. I know that you, uh, Hannah, you came with us. This yeah, Hannah came with us. So it's really like a, a pilgrimage that you really gonna pray, you know. Yeah. We, we do a liturgy of the hours and the buzz and everything. Yeah. And then you know, wakey wakey and kind of <laughs> stuff like that. But anyways, it's kind of a it's a way that we understand the fullness of, of, of our faith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go to the Arlington Cemetery, you're going to all that stuff. Like, why Why do we have cemeteries? Mm. You know, and then maybe, like, why you don't have grandmother ashes <laughs> at the living room yeah. <laughs> on, on the mantle of the... Because you wouldn't do that with, you know, her body, you know, like a coffin or... So it's kind of understanding the whole dignity of the human life from womb to tomb. I've been going for years as a youth minister. Yeah. I brought my youth group and then gone with my family. Um and then I think I've gone with like the Diocese of Nashville a couple of times as well. And um, it's it's had, something that's really We had like a, a couple of private shows, <laughs> yes. uh, private concerts. That's right. At that's the right. hotel. That's right. But it's it's something, yeah, exactly what Father G was saying. You know, it's um, the first year that we played, Rachel, my wife, was like, you should write a song for this. You know, it's something we really believe in. And mm-hmm. And so most of my good ideas are just Rachel's and I steal them and call them my own. But we wrote it together. (laughs) But we wrote it together. And the the idea behind it was, yes, about standing up against abortion. Hmm. But the words that God put on our heart and and that came out in that song were were words of standing up against all forms of hatred and violence, whether that's racism or uh, abortion or school shootings or any shootings, um, any of this violence and, and all these things that we're hearing about all too often. We need to stand up against all of those things hmm. and and well, since you be pro life in every you, aspect. Since you say about music, how about you sing that one for us today? Yeah, let's do it. Maybe that one. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, it's called "Love Will Heal." Who knew there'd be a day where we'd have to fight for this? Be the voice of righteousness, speak for those unheard. For all our beating hearts began in the same love. No one should take away from us the simple right to live. So hear our voice, we are one. We will fight until we've won. Love will heal. Every heart we will fight until we've won, until we've won. Our history is burdened by all the violence, the hatred and defiance of the love for which we're made. But we are here to be this for the broken. The voice for those unspoken The future can be peace Hear our voice, so hear our voice We are one, we will fight Until we've won Love will heal 
every heart we will fight until we've won until we won and only love can change hearts let your peace be the spark and only love can change hearts let your peace be the spark so hear our voice we are one we will fight until we were one love will heal every heart we will fight we will fight hear our voice we are one we will fight until we were one love will heal every heart we will fight until we were one until we won fight for this be the voice of righteousness speak for those unheard yeah love will heal by pj anderson and his wife rachel both wrote it that's pj singing for you right there thank you for singing that song hey no problem man especially this time that we really need that you know the word the craziness is around us it is love will heal yeah we gotta get back to that I've been you know I think the Lord has been telling us that for a long time and we keep avoiding it we keep we keep holding on to our fears and 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 holding on to hatred and and letting that win all too often and we need to let let love win out you know speaking of all, all the great music we're having here so we, we, we mentioned a lot on our show like thanks for young adults to get involved in theology on tap but obviously summit is one thing that's been yeah. Uh, just a game changer for your life, uh, man. It's it really has. It, it's it's been a really beautiful uh, community that's been built in Nashville. And mm-hmm. It's something that we got kind of pulled into. It was uh, started under a different name before. I think we right right around the time we moved to Nashville and we got invited uh, got invited to come play and and be a part of it. And then mm-hmm. just kind of um, over the years we were doing it and we we're getting you know thirty some people or so and yeah. and we made some changes and we. We moved it to to like a worship in the round type of atmosphere, and we do it. And we've been down in, in Germantown. So is that in the Nashville. upper? Is that what's called the upper room? Yeah, which is like a hot spot for you to record. And it's so video. beautiful. I, yeah, I have done some recording yeah. up there. I've sung, done some videos up there, and I've done yeah. uh, some some recording of like we did drums up there for my last record. <laughs> Tracked drums. It's this big, huge, boomy room. Yeah, and uh, I've done some some vocals there too, um, but. It really was making that change, and then also taking some, uh, you know, some uh, ownership of it, and really getting the word out, not just like th- trying to throw it together last minute. Yes, that still does happen sometimes, and sometimes we're searching for speakers at the last minute. But yeah. really involving some really wonderful speakers, inviting um, guest musicians to come join the the base, you know, the the band that's there every every month who are amazing good friends of mine mm-hmm. um i've been playing with for years and they're just the best and and wonderful faithful guys and then switching it to that worship in the round where the band's in the center and everybody's around we have chairs all around under this big beautiful chandelier and this like you, it, i, I kind of joke that it's like the 
a speakeasy worship night because yeah. it's it's not in the church initially. We do make it over to this beautiful church, but it's like you walk into this old house and it's it's this grand house and you're like, where do we go? We hear people, but where do we go? And you have to go upstairs and yeah. then opens up to this. You feel like you're in the Great yeah. Gatsby, you know, like you walked into like olden yeah. times and switching it to that in the round has really made it much more engaging. Like where when a few people were coming, we were up on a stage. It was like little people were hesitant to sing, but I don't know what it was, but putting it in, in the round really opened people up and like hands started going up in the air and voices started coming out really loud. And, yeah. and, and um, it's been really beautiful. And like I said, we try to involve some great speakers and, and musicians to come join us. And it's grown from like 30 people to where we, before the tornado and the coronavirus, we were yeah. like 100, 150 people have been uh, coming every month. So wow. it's, and it's something that, that myself and the band and, and Rachel, we look forward to every month. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've been doing that online. Um, Father G's helped out with one of those, uh, yeah. bringing us Jesus and the blessed sacrament. And we're going to be doing another one very soon. It's usually on Wednesdays. It used to be the third or fourth Wednesday of the month. I can't even remember because it's been 2020 seems like it's been yeah. years, yep. but um, it's really just keep up with us. Summit Music City or or Peach Anderson on Instagram, and we let you know when it is. It's usually on a Wednesday. It's not the third or fourth Wednesday because I really don't even know what day of the week or <laughs> most times. We, right we, now. we are lucky enough to know that it's a Wednesday, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's something that I've been missing. You know, I like doing the the online things have been have been fun. You know, doing um, live stream. We have a we have an old 1968 Airstream in our driveway that my wife and I bought and yeah. gutted it and turned it into a little mobile boutique. And now, because she's like an entrepreneur to the max, so she's always coming with ideas. And now it's become my little studio. Ooh. Um, and so, so I've been doing live. So you were kicked out of the house. <laughs> yes. Well, I was getting a little loud. Yeah. So keeping people awake. So we, um, I've been doing like live stream from the Airstream. Um, and it's been fun doing those, but it's also, I, I, I'm an extreme extrovert. And so missing that personal interaction or even just like ending a song and not that I need like applause, but it's just kind of awkward. Yeah. You know, when you end a song and it's like, okay, all right. I don't see anybody. I'm in this Airstream by myself right now. And it feels like I'm crazy because I may have to do some zoom stuff so people can. I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) You said that a few times now that the extreme extrovert thing, I mean, is that just like this, how it is to your core? Yeah. No, I, you know, I always have been before I knew what an extrovert was. I just knew that I always had the fear of missing out. Like I'm a night owl. So I would, I would stay up for no reason, really. My, you know, kind of the occupational hazard of being a musician in college, like my band a lot of times wouldn't start until midnight. And so I'd be up late, but then my body just won't go to sleep before like midnight one or two. And, and part of that is my body, but also part of that's, I'm like, if I go to sleep, I might miss something, even though everybody in the world is asleep right now. Um, So yeah, and and I just love getting to know people. Like a a lot of artists, I think it's going out on the road and and being around people, it's difficult for them, but I I really thrive on that. That's what I was hinting at with, I feel like you and Father are in the same way with your ministry as as far as like, you're going to talk to the people when you're you're Absolutely, I think that's why we get along so well. I think so too, yeah. Oh, you guys do get along, okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when he answered my phone calls, I'll text <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're running out of time here in just a second. I, one last thing I wanted to hit on: we were talking about March for Life a lot. Was yeah. 
Uh, so you, are you and Rachel involved with, with the Give Life program and the, and the One Small Step? That's yeah. another big, big dream of, of Rachel. Like I said, she's always has amazing ideas. And so we started, um, she started this, this nonprofit called Give Life. And it's mm-hmm. really about um, helping young um, single mothers all, you know, to help them make the decision to choose life. Mm-hmm. You know, we, a lot of times we, we have to put ourselves and it's not physically possible, but like to try to think about their mindset and, and the shoes that they're in. And it's, it's hard for them. And, mm-hmm. and every little thing makes a difference. And one big thing is cost of diapers and things like that. And so give life kind of started to, to make it easier for a young woman to choose life mm-hmm. by helping provide basic needs like diapers or baby clothes or soap, baby soap and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, we spoke at the March for life one year and, and we've received a lot of donations of like every still every once in a while, and we haven't had too much time to focus on it. Um, but, um, we still, that's still a dream that we're, we're going to continue doing and we still get diapers just dropped off at our house and, and we were able to get them to moms that need them. Rachel just put it out on Facebook marketplace and said, we have free diapers within like five minutes, 30 people, 30 young mothers or expectant mothers reached out and they were gone. And that just shows, yeah. yeah, That just shows like that that there's a need out there and and Hmm. we have to, we have to pray and we also have to be a helpful hand Hmm. and a helpful voice and not a condemning voice. And that's part of that song. Love will heal. We're here to be the ears for the broken. We're not there to condemn them and say, you're, you're awful because you've even thought about having an abortion. Mm. We need to be loving and offer help. Oh. You know, that's so. the bottom line, huh, Father, just to be the, the helping hand there yeah. and love and care for them. You know, pray, but also actions. How, how can Absolutely. I, you know, when you say you pray life, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's just, yeah, it has to, it, it comes through you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, we are the, the I was reading something here last night you know, we are indeed the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and most of the people, that's that's how they're gonna be able to encounter Christ mm-hmm. is through us. Absolutely. If we, you know, if we don't really do it, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of times is you know like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be praying for you. It's like, well, what I really need now is food. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Like yeah. prayers are good, but you know, right now I need diapers. You know, yeah, if exactly. you really knew, if you really send your pro life or whatnot, I need diapers. I mm-hmm. can't afford this. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know, abortion is free, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then if you if you're gonna you know choose life, it goes through a lot of things that we don't really think about it. But you know, I. And then we are the hands of feet and feet of Jesus say, yes, I'm here for you, with mm-hmm. you, and we're going to go through this together. So, mm-hmm. uh, Well, thank you, PJ, for being here today. No problem, man. For singing for with us. Me. I don't know, for giving your insight. I don't know, we could talk for a while, I bet. Yeah, I know. Um, I think we have to get him back here and talk more. Let's I do it. Sounds like it. Send me a text. I'll respond. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or call me. Call me. You, call you, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Father, for being here, too. And uh, thanks for all of our listening audience. We hope you got some some good insight today. I don't know. There's a lot to think about. So, PJ, can you, before we leave, what is the social media that we can follow you? Sure. Um, you can go to pjandersonmusic.com. Um, and then any social media, just go to Instagram, Pej Anderson, P-E-E-J Anderson. And on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram. I have a Twitter. I don't really do anything with it because I never really liked Twitter, but I probably yeah. shouldn't say that out loud. But, <laughs> That's right. uh, but I focus on the other ones. It's fine. Yeah. We'll find a lot of great music out there that the love will heal and, and 
other great things you can stream and download and, and watch your videos. Yeah, Spotify, iTunes, uh, all the streaming services, whatever, whatever you, however you listen to music. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we hope you like what you heard today. Uh, th- thanks for tuning in. Um, if you did like what you hear, you can you can write to info at wbou. Uh, .org. Remember, you can always tune in at 100.5 FM or use the TuneIn app and find WBOU. Uh, so thank you for tuning in and, and finding all the insights. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. This is Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. On the next Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we have a very special guest, uh, Bishop Mark Spaulding of Nashville. During Lent, I, I got to where I would not turn the radio on mm. and say, okay, God, yep. this, for my Lenten thing, I'm That's not a radio. good thing to say in a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't, but, uh, but that's what I did. Thursday at 11 a.m. on WBOU, Nashville Catholic Radio.